Hi guys, welcome to Hauntedology. My name is Megan. I'm your host and along with my mom, who is your co-host, we tell you stories every week that are of hauntings or paranormal activity in different cities or a city in America and eventually the rest of the world. It is our belief that every city has a story to tell and it's our job to tell it. So we thank you guys for listening and we can't wait to dive into this week's episode. So let's go. This week's haunt is the oldest hospital and actually the first hospital in the state of Georgia. And I am your host, Megan. And here with me today is my co-host, as always, Mom, Linda Anderson. And you definitely don't sound like my mom. <laughs> no, I have a fog. <laughs> I'm very foggy tonight. Yeah. So just excuse our sickness. We'll be better next week. Yeah, but this is Georgia. One day you're at the beach and the next day you're snow skiing, so... Very true. Something tells me this is not the hospital you would have wanted to have gone to if you were sick. Yeah, and you know, I've lived here my whole life. I did not know it was the first hospital. That's yeah. kind of an interesting little fact. Just full of fun facts. <laughs> so, Hamler Hospital is indeed Georgia's first hospital chartered in 1804 and the second oldest continuously operating hospital in the United States, although they are in different buildings. Thank God. Totally different. It is still (laughs) operating today. The beginnings of Candler Hospital's Ministry of Healing are closely associated with the history of medicine in the earliest days of the colony of Georgia. Located in Savannah's Midtown and affiliated with the Methodist Church, Old Candler Hospital first came into play as a response to the plight of sick seamen, which was not uncommon or really anything. You know, since Savannah is a port city, the Sisters of Mercy were then contracted to operate what was known as the Forest City Marine Hospital facilities and more space soon prompted a move to downtown Savannah. The hospital was renamed St. Joseph Infirmary. Given its charter in 1804, Old Candler Hospital, as it's now known, was the first hospital in Savannah and again the state. In 1808, it became incorporated and was named the Savannah Poor House and Hospital. The hospital was initially located in a private home on Jochen Street. In 1819, the hospital erected its first building In 1872, the name was changed to Savannah Hospital. Also, conveniently, during some of the yellow fever epidemic eras, Savannah Hospital was headquarters for the Savannah Medical School and home to the city's first nursing school. But this is Savannah, and if we've learned anything by now, is that no good building goes unscathed by a less than picturesque history. The hospital is home to the massive Candler Oak, which is actually 16 feet in circumference, and it's nearly 300 years old and is often referred to as the hanging tree. You know, we got way too many hanging stuff around this town. You're never going to look at our trees the same way. No, no. Mm -mm. The giant Candler Oak is said to be one of the most haunted places on the property. Known as the hanging tree for horrific reasons of racism, it's said that ghosts have been seen hanging from its branches. Now we know where the hospital got its name. Candler Hospital, Candler Oak Tree. Okay. But that's not all it's got. It's got a reputation of being as haunted on the inside as it is on the outside. Well, it's a hospital. Thousands of people have probably died there. It does make sense. It'd be a little haunted. Because, you know, like we've talked in other episodes, during some of Savannah's history with fellow fever and um, the Civil War and not the greatest um, anesthesia back in those days. Medical practices. Folks, um, folks did not have nice surgeries. 
Yeah, medical practices. There's <laughs> some funky stuff been done in people's heads that try mm. to keep secret. So yeah, there's, there's, I can understand why people haunt some of these places. That was an internal full body chill that went external. I'm telling you. Amidst being home to the hanging tree that gave it its name, it was the hidden secrets that lurked behind the walls that residents of Savannah grew fascinated with. You see, at one point in time, it was a seaman's hospital and then a poorhouse, and it even served as a prisoner of war camp for Union soldiers. Interesting. Okay. There are not many articles that I can find about that particular portion of the hospital's history to substantiate or even elaborate on that period of time. And, you know, I can't imagine why. Yeah. But, you know, tidbit of information. Take it with a grain of salt, if you will. If you want to put on your little pointed tin hat and go with your conspiracy theories, go for it. But we'll do that. It was in an article. That's all I can say. And it sounded interesting. One part of the hospital's history that is abundant with stories is how old Candler Hospital was most notably known as having a morgue tunnel which ran from the hospital under Forsyth Park. The tunnel was a staging area for the bodies of the newly departed, particularly during Savannah's many yellow fever epidemics. It is said that carriages would enter the park at night to remove the bodies so the citizens of Savannah were not alerted to the epidemic's actual size. It is also said that bodies of the deceased were used for young doctors to practice autopsies on since it wasn't really a thing back then. Yeah. um, And those autopsies were done in those tunnels. Ew. And this is all necessary for medicine. You have to get into the nitty gritty and learn the body and the nerves and the da 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 da. da. So autopsies are totally necessary, and I've got that. But um, if well, University of Tennessee in Knoxville has a body farm for God's sake. Yeah, we learned that on a movie, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the blind side was correct, but. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it actually serves educational purposes. It's under their football field. <laughs> it is not under their football field. <sighs> More than once, though, I've heard of these infamous labyrinths of tunnels running beneath my very own city, and apparently South Magazine has too, because this is taken directly from one of their online articles about the tunnels in Savannah. The article says, and I quote, the one tunnel that I can confirm was built for human transport is the one by the former Candler Hospital, now the Savannah Law School. Built in 1884, the underground room and adjoining passages were used for autopsies. In the article, a man by the name of Golson said a friend of his remembers when Hearst would load coffins from the shaft on Forsyth Park side of the street. According to a Savannah Morning News article from 1884, Candler's Board of Managers directed the construction of the underground chamber to replace the former above-ground morgue. The dead house, which was an unsightly structure, had been removed and a new one erected underground from plans furnished by the architect and landscape gardener John F. Daly. Yeah, um, like a morgue isn't bad enough. Then you're going to put it underground in these tunnels that I'm sure were not. I mean, in the beginning, there was no electricity, so they're not very well lit. Oh, heck to the no. I don't be a doctor an autopsy where it's not very well lit? I mean, I'm sure they had like extra around that specific area, but still not quite enough for me. But yet we have these secret autopsies in body cells under a park where our children play. Yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah. So if your dog's okay. sniffing around Forsyth Park, don't let him go digging. Yeah, if he brings up a bone, it might not be another dog's. It could be somebody's femur. <laughs> you know, I've even heard 
and we might get to it later. I'm not entirely sure, but I've heard that in the beginning, they weren't really paid to be doctors. They were paid by being allowed to do these secret, sometimes deemed illegal autopsies hmm. as, you know, a trade-off as in you, you come take care of our sick and wounded and we will let you practice and learn medicine on our dead. Yay, and I do believe that. Either we talked about it or that was in another article we did. Because um, it's, it's very familiar. It, it is. I it, know I read it somewhere. It's familiar to both of us, so we, we discussed it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, because I remember us talking about, I mean, doctors, like they would now, doctors used to work for chickens. I mean, they work for food to go on their table to feed their family mm-hmm. for the love of medicine. Um, so, yeah. I can I can definitely imagine if they got paid to do these autopsies or whatever that that would be a bonus to them. Was like, hey, I'd be a rich doctor then. No, the autopsies were their payment. Makes sense. Okay, that makes a little more sense. That way they could learn their skill by being allowed to do the autopsies. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Really makes you wonder what's beneath your own city, doesn't it? Just a little bit. Along with the creepy history that lies under the hospital, there is some creepy goings on inside as well. Everyone loves a good asylum story, right? Well, totally. wouldn't you know it? Old Candler Hospital also housed a psychiatric ward and practiced rudimentary shock therapy and other primitive and often horrific psychiatric treatments. Oh my, yuck. At this point in time, we're now up to the 1950s, and Old Candler opens up St. John's Hall, the city's first psychiatric unit. So this really is not that long ago in our history. Oh, no. Because I was born in 64. Daddy was born in 59. I remember going to the old Candler Hospital. I guess I was um, 10-ish, maybe, 12-ish. And my mom cut her hand really, really bad, putting together a tin building. And we rushed her to Candler Hospital to get it sewn up. Yeah. That's creepy. I don't know why, but it, 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 was, it, was, it was not the original Candler Hospital. It was the other one. Before the new one? The one on the south side of town? No. No, this one. Maybe it was. I was young, so I don't remember completely. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the original. But uh, it was creepy. I mean, we went in the middle of... I remember we went in a tin building together in the night. Anyway, we went late in the afternoon, night. Maybe it was this time of year, you know, winter when it got dark early. Mm-hmm. But it was dark when we went. It was just... It was creepy. And we went to the emergency room and... You know, it's just creepy things that back then I wasn't as familiar with as I am now. It did have an eerie feeling. Maybe it was the old old Candler building. Mm. But we went to the yard. We didn't go. We didn't go to the tunnels or none of the creepy places. That explains why it feels creepy. Yeah, definitely. Again, we're back into the 1950s, and Old Candler opens up St. John's Hall. Not only did the 1950s bring the psychiatric ward, but it also brought an obstetrical clinic for families with limited incomes. And the hospital's psych ward would end up being as infamous as the tunnels. Not much was said about the obstetric unit. And, you know, I mean, yeah, not really much going on there. Yeah. No, but the psych unit can have some fun yeah. little stuff going That's on. once they come out of the obstetric unit that we start getting all their problems. <laughs> this is true. Rumors surrounding the Old Candler Hospital would involve, like I said, shock therapy and lobotomies that were reportedly used at the psychiatric ward and other horrifying procedures that were dubbed as treatment. At one point in time, you could tour the hospital as well as the tunnels themselves, and I actually found one person's recollection of their time visiting the hospitals and the tunnels. A Reddit user wrote about his experience touring in 2011, 
And, you know, we normally don't curse much, if at all, in this show. But in this case, I'm reading to you verbatim from this person's story. His story starts like this. Some of his history is unclear, but here's what happened to me and a close group of friends back in 2011. We were nearing the end of our college career, four years in Savannah, and we still hadn't seen the tunnel. Rumor had it there was a giant tunnel under the entire city of Savannah, built around the Civil War era, and the entrance sat at the old Candler Hospital. It had been boarded up for years, and we had assumed there was no way to get in. That was until my friend called all of us frantically saying the tunnel has been opened. We hopped in our cars and all met at the hospital. As we were wandering around, there were a few people in business suits walking out of the basement area with a middle-aged couple. The property has been trying to sell and expand for years, so I was sure they were realtors showing the property to potential but crazy buyers. I approached them and asked if they planned to buy the property, to which they said yes, and said if we returned in 30 minutes, they would gladly give us a personal tour. This was just enough time to run back to my apartment two blocks away. I could see the hospital from my living room window and grab my camera. We started the tour at dusk. We went from room to room exploring old kitchens where bones were left in the fireplace, the supposed psych ward, which was filled with live pigeons, dead pigeons, lots of pigeon shit, and even a jacket. Mm -hmm. After scouring the entire property, even the roof, we still hadn't found the tunnel. We still hadn't found the tunnel. So, we asked our guides, to which they responded, Well, you should have asked for that in the first place. Well, these guides obviously do not know the history. Or they would have known that's where you want to start out. I know. <laughs> we make our way back down to the first floor, then to the parking lot. The tunnel entrance is a set of stairs surrounded by a fence. The stairs go from a small door at the oldest part of the hospital to a door six feet below the parking lot surface. You can literally park your car on top of this tunnel. Six feet below? And how deep is a grave site? Ew, not creepy at all. Once you're in, there's a small, low room, then a hallway that leads to nowhere. I've heard many different stories about why this particular tunnel was built to connect the hospital, but it has been confirmed that bodies were held down here. Whether it was for fear of spreading yellow fever or to practice illegal autopsies, I'm not sure. However, the tunnel still had the original metal planks to hold the corpses off the floor. Just as we began to discuss the theory of illegal autopsies, our only two light sources shut off simultaneously. Holy mercy. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. My reaction was, oh crap, the battery's out. Which turned into both batteries dying at the same moment. Time to go. Yeah. It was dark. And God do I mean dark. I never experienced this kind of crushing darkness. And I still have it to this day and probably never will. At this point, everyone realizes what just happened and immediately scrambles for a way out. Hey, Kevin, make it a new back door. Well, technically you're under the doors. I might, I might learn how to dig six feet up real quick. <laughs> In case anyone is wondering, seven people trying to leave a tunnel all at once in pitch black is not easy. This is when I start to frantically fire off my camera flash while I was glad to give some light to my friends for an exit. I was really hoping I'd catch something. Once we left the tunnel, it was dark out except for a few street lights and the security floodlight. The second we stepped foot back onto the parking lot, both lights flickered back to life. No one touched a damn switch. Maybe they don't like those. They'd rather candles. That's what they're used to. Unfortunately, all of the tunnels have been closed off. Otherwise, I'd kind of like to go down there and see these famed tunnels that I talked about and everything for myself, but during the day. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm too claustrophobic. 
the dark, the dark alone. I sleep with a nightlight, people. I'm just being honest. The dark alone would stop me from going in there unless I had like 12 flashlights on me, like all over my body flashlights. But one way in, heck no, no, no. Once again, Savannah is not a good place for the dead. What I mean by this is, if you're dead in Savannah, we might illegally autopsy your body in tunnels and take you to a mass grave by horse-drawn carts. Or if you go back and listen to the Colonial Park episode, we may even lose your body a couple of times. But don't worry, we always find them again eventually. It might only take a few hundred centuries or years. But we will find you. Yeah, eventually we will find you after you haunt our butts. The moral of the story is don't die in Savannah. <laughs> it's never just an inn or a boarding house. There's always something more to it. Yes. And we will see you guys again in New Orleans. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I do all of the writing and compiling of all the different stories myself. And it means a lot that you guys will sit here and listen to what I have to say. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, you can go to Instagram and go to at Megan Noel Podcasts. So M-E-G-A-N-N-O-E-L Podcasts. Or my personal Instagram at the Megan Noel. Thank you guys so much for listening and I really appreciate it. If you guys could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show, that would be amazing and we would be forever grateful. Thank you guys and I cannot wait to tell you the next story.